Hello there, it's Dominique Vale here, founder of Invisi Youth Charity and your host for a monthly quick boost of life advice and perspective with our show in the Invisi Youth Chat Sessions family, Audio Flash Files. Our motto is always, in 20 minutes or less, you'll learn an empowering new tool to incorporate into your life for more success and joy, especially for Invisi's medically adultish population. But you know we love all people aiming to get the most out of life, so all are welcome. Communication 101 is officially upon us as we start to get specific in our teachings to improve each relationship dynamic in your life. And no better group to start off with than the people that most of us began our talking styles with, the parents. That's right, we're jumping right in on giving you the perspective and tangible advice on improving your success communicating with the parents and guardians. Now let's take a beat. As you know, I'm going to pour myself a cup of coffee and open up today's flash file. We're getting into it. We're calling today's flash file, actually our 10th file added into the mix, Go With Your Second Thought When Talking to the Parents, Promise. That name either makes zero sense or gets you totally curious or maybe a bit of both, but we'll get into that in just a little bit, so stay tuned. First things first, I want to just remind everyone that parents aren't one size fits all because not every one of us has the same family setup or dynamic. So guardians, traditional parents, or other family members or people that have stepped into what we're referring to as the all-encompassing parental figure role in life fits our mold. Parental figures are usually the first people we develop relationships with. Oftentimes, the people we have the most multi-layered dynamics and types with because they've known us for so long and because of that intimacy they truly experience the ins and outs of our life and especially our life with chronic illness or disability they know your bad flare-up days your good push-through days and all the daily living adaptations that work in between And with their role as parental figures, the aim of guarding and protecting and nurturing your growth are all core facets to their interactions with you. So to watch the medical struggles, the confusion and mistreatments that can happen in life, especially as young people with chronic illness or disability, is super challenging for parental figures. It's totally natural that your parental figures will be involved in your life and supporting to guide life decisions too, especially when we're still teens or in our 20s. Heck, I'm 30, and my parents and I have such a great relationship that I'm seeking their guidance and advice on the daily because they have such wisdom and tailor their thoughts to my personal needs all the time. And because parental figures are such prominent individuals in our lives and often play a major role in tailoring the scope we view the world as we're starting off and develop as young people... It's not surprising that relationship communication dynamics can come with some blockers or discomforts too. Parental figures want your well-being, and that means a bit of wanting to protect, because you got to remember that they might be watching their child deal with health struggles they cannot fix, and that's a helpless position for them to be in. But your voice and your driver's seat way of navigating life also matters as you become a young adult especially with health struggles because you need to learn how to advocate for what you need most for your health success and stability. You need to support your support beams while making your independence known. This can lead to situations with parental figures when one 
of you or both are compromising, creating more free thinking or creativity, or at the very least, your relationship is being strengthened because you're taking control of how the dynamic of communication is developing over time. Let your parental figures support you without overtaking you. Feel heard without, while also listening openly to your needs and desires, and never let either party bulldoze the other with emotions or opinions. Something we've noticed through working on communication techniques and personal growth advice for the parental figures and young people living with chronic illness and disability is that there's more communal involvement when it comes to decision-making or activities for all sorts of reasons. Whether it's needing physical assistance, wanting that advocate support with doctors, flushing out all different types of diagnoses, discussing treatment options for health, or even needing support when prejudice might happen, your parental figures are easily woven into all different parts of daily life. We know that emotions can be high because of that intimacy in the parental figure relationship, and it's ingrained because of the type of bond that can be created. For myself personally, my parents and my sister are the single most important people in my life that I love fully and trust the most, so that emotional connection is deeply there. And when emotions are involved, when you're trying to communicate, it can sometimes make the logic take itself out of the conversations. And that makes things more challenging because you need to make decisions, but also not judge or hurt the other people's feelings. The dynamic between these two points of views is trying to make that balance of communicating openly and supportively with your parental figures while both still feeling heard and respected and those boundaries between child and parental figures not being disrespectfully crossed. In this relationship dynamic, we know having open communication can improve relationships and make both parties know that they are valued. But at the same time, you are growing and want to make your own choices so your voice is heard, thus balancing your parental figures wanting to provide protection and guidance while also supporting your unique needs, all while communicating in a respectful manner. Now that I've told you the why, I'm going to explain the how. And the technique here for taking steps to achieve this end goal we've been talking about in your communication and this relationship and to do that, you know we're opening up our InvisYouth Galaxy Glossary to its favorite new edition, Cushioned Second Thought Method. Now that title is finally making sense, isn't it? And it'll become even clearer now. This proactively reactive noun is the choosing of working in conversations by intentionally waiting to not lead with emotionally based instinct reactions and go with deliberately thought out responses. Wait time allows for conversations to not be led by emotions, by, but by sensible thoughts, so they are truthful to one's ideas while mindful of an audience that matters deeply to them. When communicating with parental figures, especially talking about situations that directly deal with your chronic illness or disability, it can create a lot of uneasiness, complicated reactions and thoughts, or even differing opinions. Sometimes what you value might not be 100% solely focused on the improvement of your health needs, because you're looking at the full picture of your life and how some choices can impact other elements of your life now and future. Or when you hear your parental figure's opinions, even if you agree, you're trying to micromanage your goals and health struggles along with the emotions of yourself and your parental figures. Sounds like an easy way to 
splash levels of concern and confrontation into the dynamic of your parental figures. Am I right? So with these high stakes in your relationship dynamic when communicating with parental figures, we came up with the cushioned second thought method in order to alleviate the stressors and discomforts that come from those high pressure or complex conversations with parental figures. You want to first hear what the parental figures are saying to you, their thoughts or opinions on the subject you might be chatting about. And whether you agree or disagree is actually not the primary way you need to lead your reaction. Actually, you need to lead with a cushioned portion of Invisius technique because you want to make sure that any part of your reply will land softly and not harshly. That'll immediately give you a bigger level of ownership and control in the conversation. You make sure that your reply comes with tones of understanding and not annoyance because oftentimes tone is more valuable in the direction of a conversation rather than the words that you're saying yourself. Once you've dealt with how you're going to announce the tone of your response, you work on the second part, the second thought portion of our technique. Our chronic illness or disability is such a personal part of our way of living. It's one of the elements of our identity and scope on life, so when someone provides a different opinion on how we should be doing, it feels like a direct punch in the gut to our personal selves and desires. It can feel like we're being challenged or someone doesn't trust us to make our own decisions when it comes from parental figures. That can hurt, even more so because of our life history. If you lead with knee-jerk reactions or personal emotions first, because you have that built-in ease of a bond that there's no social filter, you can easily take a productive chat and turn it into a bickering contest. And no one wants that with their parental figures. Instead, you mentally think of your first instinct thought, and you go with your second thought as the one you project to your parental figures. Because majority of the time, taking those three seconds to pause in your reply will allow for a more level-headed response to come from you. In actuality, you end up going with a more reflective comment and are wanting to kindly tell your parental figures why their idea may or may not work with your needs or asking your parental figures what's making you feel this way so you can get a more productive conversation. With cushioned second thought method, you're thinking of your parental figures and their emotions because of their history and close involvement in your life, while also keeping your goals and needs at the forefront. You are providing that soft landing of your ideas on your health struggles or opinions, while also giving an open space for other opinions to be laid on the table. And while it might not edit the actions or change what you end up taking or doing, it'll allow your parental figures to still be part of the conversation that was started and not totally shut them out. Since we're coming to the end of this InvisiYouth lesson on the audio flash files, I'm going to tell you a quick story from my life. When I pulled out my own cushioned second thoughts with my parents, I've been to dozens and dozens of doctors over 14 years of living with chronic illnesses, and that number goes so high because my health struggles spread to other parts of my body, and doctors would want to send me to their colleagues who were specialists in other areas to attempt to treat my, my symptoms and make more diagnoses. And when it becomes a revolving door of doctors, tests, and procedures, you just want to stop, or at least I did at one point, or multiple points. I've been dealing with more neuro 
GI symptoms in my health and one of my doctors at the time was mentioning that I should see a new specialist and have new tests done. My dad had been so thrilled at the suggestion was really pushing for me to schedule an appointment and I was pushing back, saying no and not wanting to. And my mom knew I was exhausted and wanted me to be able to take a break, but also wanted to make sure my health was being looked after because that was priority always. It was making that communication and our dynamic frustrating because I felt like I was going to begin bickering with them to just say no. Rationally, I knew my parents were focused on the fact that they knew I wasn't feeling well and that something had to give because what was currently my treatment wasn't working. They were my parents. They love me, want the best for me, and wanted that relief. So the next time we talked about going to this new doctor, I listened to my dad tell me to go, and I immediately cushioned my tone bit back my knee-jerk reaction of I'm not going to another new person and you can't tell me not to. I took three seconds. I thought and then replied with the second thought. I said, I've been with doctors for years. I'm exhausted and it's not working. We see that. So while I know you want me to get better, I need things to be different and try something different. Can you at least understand that? The calmness in my statement made my dad open his mind, and it actually allowed my mom to pop in her excellence and add her support, starting to say to my dad, well, wasn't Dominique looking into more integrative medicine? And she looked to me and said, were you looking to try maybe something like that? It opened up an entirely new conversation, allowed me to feel that confidence to talk about alternative treatments, to focus my symptom management, and less of a cure-me vibe, but it enabled my parents to be equally heard, to know that my health being looked after was still a priority, and to know that the love was still and always would be there. Things that mattered to me, just like my independence and my health decision-making. Now that we're checking out of story time and checking back into the lesson, or more the end of the file, I'll wrap it up. And with every audio flash file, you know, with all of our resources at Invisi Youth Charity, I'm going to remind you of the same thing. We're going to encourage you to try our life-improving tools, mindsets, and disagree if this doesn't work for you. Fall anywhere on the agree or disagree spectrum in this life-improving resource to see how well it integrates into your relationship dynamic, your communication style, and the way that you live your life. Our final thought, or what we'll call our final drip of knowledge to close this file, is here. When it comes to your communication with your parental figures, it's super valuable to know that it can share your needs and desires while not disrespectfully shutting them out. Using our cushioned second thought method, when you have those deeper talks about things that might pertain to your illness or disability, provides the I respect you and hear you for what you're saying but I may or may not agree with it. It also enables kindness, so harshness of dropping the facts of your reality of your life don't have to be so abrupt, and it can keep a conversation going successfully. You hear their thoughts and opinions, you cushion your tone, and give yourself a few seconds to think of your, your first instinct or emotional thought, but speak on your second, more constructive and productive thought in order to progress the conversation to be more open-minded in more chats with your parental figures so that dynamic can thrive. And on the flip side, 
always remember to give yourself that cushion so you can utilize your own personal communication style within your unique parental figure dynamic and relationship. I hope you've gotten some practical mindset advice and perspective for that all-important non-medical aspect of your life with chronic illness and disability. And like we always say at InvisiYouth, adapt and thrive so you can keep carving that lane of success and joy for yourself in all its rebellious game-changing glory. Make sure to subscribe to InvisiYouth Chat Sessions, like and comment on this podcast episode, share our podcast with your friends, please, and come back when I pull out another audio flash file. Chat soon!